recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. I'm your host, Tony Harper, and with me in the studio today, I have Joe Pfeiffer. Hi, everybody. Uh, as usual today, we're going to start off with the news. I only had a few articles today. There's Internet Archive lawsuit uh, by four publishers against Wiley. They're the owner of the Internet Arca- Archive, and in the lawsuit, it alleges that they willfully... Mask copyright infringed all their materials by basically offering unlimited borrows of over a million ebooks. Trials set to begin this fall for them. It's been postponed because of COVID. Uh, Alexi Passion died August 21st in Pennsylvania. He wrote some books like Starwell, Rite of Passage, a few others. He hasn't really had that much fictional writing done. Um, particularly sci-fi writing um, in his later years a lot of that was non-fiction that he wrote but he did a lot of non-fiction categorizing of uh, sci-fi books and that kind of stuff where he's probably a little bit more known by you guys and then I had some game articles that I saved to my phone Let's see. The first one I got here is Homeworld 3 is coming in the first half of 2023. Um, I played Homeworld. Have you ever played Homeworld, Joe? I've heard of it. I haven't played it. Um, it was, it's kind of cool. It's a real-time strategy game where you take a bunch of ships and you go beat a bunch of other player ships and that kind of stuff, and you try to destroy each other in a real-life space battle. All right. Based off, uh, off of the type of ships you do and that kind of stuff. Um, pretty big hit uh, when I was playing it. It wasn't... Homeworld 2 sucked, so that there was a big fall-off, so hopefully Homeworld 3 is good. Stranded Alien Dawn, Dawn is a science fiction city-building game where a group of astronauts are marooned on a rudimentary pl- planet, and you guys have to work together to get supplies and keep building stuff and eventually get, get better technology as time goes by and things like that. And then finally, I thought there were a few other ones that came out of GameCon. Um, this one's probably the one I'm sort of excited about, and it's Dune Awakening. It's an MMO set um, in Dune. I don't have a lot of details of when that's coming out. I do know that uh, on their website for it, you can sign up for an open beta that should be out this fall, but they didn't have an actual release date yet. I don't know how buggy it is right now. That's why they don't have a release date. I don't know how much it's been winning people over and not winning people over. And that's another reason sometimes they don't get a release date. Yeah. And that's what I got for the news. I got a game. Killer cool. Clowns from Outer Space comes out next year. Nice. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space. made the movie are actually working on the game. So 
Um, yeah, I actually did see an article for that. I wasn't super excited, though, about it because um, they took, like, the E.T. flying home scene and they added a killer clown in the background that was shooting lasers out of over the top of E.T. <laughs> or from in behind E.T. in it. And I'm like, eh. So, I mean, I saw that article. I just wasn't... Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is being re-released for theaters in September, early September. They're calling it the more fun stuff version, which is just an extended cut. Man. Anything else you got? I got nothing else. All right. Now time for the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, I decided that this week, since Joe's a big Star Trek buff and I like a lot of Star Trek, it's really... Was my f- second sci-fi love? My first one being Robotech, so close. But um, we're gonna rate the side the Star Trek movies today. Sort of. I'm gonna at least, we want to put out at least our top five. We may not rate or get into all details of all the movies, but we're gonna give you a lot of details about our, our favorite ones and why we like our favorite one. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm gonna have Joe start us off. So there are nine to choose from. Well, there's thirteen. Yeah, maybe nine in your nine <laughs> older version, and then the uh, there are four new ones already. There's, I mean, if you count all of the next gen movies, there's ten. Okay. And then there's three new ones. Well, are you counting the main for TV movies like the first one, which <laughs> was really a made for TV movie that kind of opened up next gen maybe yeah, maybe. yeah I'll count it so there's maybe 14 or 15 <laughs> somewhere around there so um, are we going 5 to 1 or 1 to 5 how do you want to play that well um, considering I only have my number one picked up there the, the other ones are kind of doesn't really matter to me in which order. So okay. I'll save my number one for last. And I'll let you start us off on... My number one. Next Gen First Contact. All right. Like the movie. Yeah. Um, for me, Data gets a lot more human in this movie, not just because they graft skin onto his arm and face, but right. he gets in touch with what it means to feel what humans feel and he has his emotion chip that he gets to turn off when he first contacts the board which was we all wish we could turn it off at some point but he feels things and in the end he still goes with Picard and takes back the ship which I really like about him right um of course, there were some uh, some big, kind of big names who were cameoed into this movie. Um, Ethan Phillips, who plays Neelix in Voyager, which I believe just ended before this movie. Uh, he plays the maitre d' in the hologram suite. Right. Um, which was kind of a fun place for him to be. Um, Adam Scott from Parks and Rec was on the Defined Bridge crew. No, not right. Defiant. It was, um... Yeah, it was Defiant. It was the Defiant. Defiant. 
Listen, and, the Defiance, uh, just like the Enterprise, they, they bring it up in almost all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Oh, I thought I had one more. Oh, um... Dwight Schultz. Yes. Comes back as Barclay for all of five seconds. Yeah. You fanboys all over Cochran. And, so, yeah, I think it's just a well-rounded movie. Um, I did like having uh, the history behind the warp drive being added into there with, yeah. with the Cochran part yeah. of the episode. Now, a lot more of the um, the warp drive history, like you said, than pretty much any other time in Star Trek, I think. Well, yeah, because they didn't really... They never delved into it. They don't this. want to because it's, again, in science fiction, the closer you try to bring it towards science, the, the less it becomes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the less you can stay in the fiction of the moment. Yeah. Uh, so, what other ones did you like? I like Nemesis. You like Nemesis? All right. Um, I, I enjoyed Nemesis quite a bit. They're, they had some big name stars in it, though, too, didn't it? Uh, that had Tom Hardy, Ron Perlman. Yeah, Ron Perlman. That was um, one of the ones I was looking for. Those were the two big ones. I can't think of any of the other ones. Yeah. I can't either, but it was very enjoyable for for Nemesis. Um, that was Romulan, right? Yeah. Well, the Reman. The, Remus. Yeah. Remus. Remans. Reman. Uh, Re something. Yeah. From the moon of Romulus. Right. Yeah. It was a subsect of Romulans. Yeah. yeah. Um. What else? Uh, and that played later on in the Star Trek shows. I do believe that that basis of that movie played later on in the shows. How do you mean? Well, didn't the Remus destroy Romulus? I mean, the star exploded and we had to relocate everybody. But um, Picard mentioned specifically part of the relocation because wasn't Romulus destroyed in Nemesis? No, Romulus was destroyed in Star Trek 09. Oh, okay. Okay. And that was set further into the future. Um, I think probably around... Probably... It's got to be after the Nemesis part of the timeline. Ambassador Spock is still working with the Romulans, and he promises to save them. That was one of the big bases of uh, Star Trek 09. Besides just reviving the series. Right. The entire franchise. I think it was revived by 09. I liked 09. Really, 09 is probably my second. One, Into Darkness, is the first one, right? Into Darkness was the second one. It's the second one. That, oh, that was not my favorite one, because that's the, when they redid it. It was The, the Wrath Khan. of Khan. It's not the Wrath of Khan, but it's definitely a rip of Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Wrath of Khan remake. What was the one yeah. before that? The 09. It was just called Star Trek. It was just Star Trek. Okay. All right. I call it 09 because there's 14,000 Star Treks right now, so. Uh, and that was the year it came out. So. Right. No, I like 09. Yeah. Um, really enjoyable, I thought. Um, I liked Chris Pine. Yep. Being redone as Kirk. And Chris um, Hemsworth was in that before he was Thor. Right. So that well, was even Zachary. Um, Quinto? Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, before he became Spock. Well, not Spock, but he's the uh, madness, the Doctor Strange. He was in Doctor Strange. He is Doctor Strange. Oh, no, no. Who plays Doctor Strange? You're thinking of Benedict Cumberbatch, who plays oh. Khan. Zachary Quinto played Spock. Oh yeah. For some reason, I was thinking they were the same person for a second. I don't know why. Not sure. No. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is Quinto as Spock. Yeah, and, and I know it's Cumberbatch is. Um, Cumberbatch was in there. That's why I yeah. was thinking that. For some reason, I flipped those two around in my head. Because I, I know Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. It's like, what did he? What was he in Doctor Strange? There's only two of those movies out. Um, um he's very logical in Sherlock, but yeah. that's about. And that's maybe where I'm getting the confused. Did you ever see the BBC Sherlock? I love Sherlock. I loved, yeah, loved the BBC one. Sherlock. I thought that was wonderful. Not fun. so much the ABC, NBC, whatever that. No, was. the original ones from the, the 90s, that was not. No, they made a uh, elementary. There's an American I've never based even watched that one. I never watched it all. either. I watched like a half one episode, I went, no. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So, that was your number one, was... Was First Nemesis, Contact. First Contact. Nemesis number two. Number two. Or right. five. Somewhere in that range. Yeah, somewhere in two to five. Okay. Um, see, the next one I liked was... Um, what's the third Trek, new Trek movie? Called? The third new Trek was uh, Beyond. And that's Star the Trek alien... They... They're into they hit their, the new aliens there that were yeah, the white, was, uh, white makeup. Was, I'm trying to remember. Are you thinking of the opening sequence to um, Into Darkness where they're running away from the white makeup aliens with a scroll? Maybe. To get them away from a super volcano that was going to destroy everything? No, but... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking about there I, now. Yeah, <laughs> that I found funny. There's the, um... and again, it drives me nuts with that one too. I think Lower Decks is all based off of really just that Pretty episode, much. that front part of that episode. Pretty have you much. watched Lower Decks at all? I want to. I don't. It's enjoyable, yeah. and it really is enjoyable. Um, season three just came out of Lower Decks. Yeah, I saw that. What was the, uh, the Beyond was yeah. the one where they um, they were destroyed by the swarm craft and they were on this planet. They found the USS Franklin, which was kind of like one generation ship past NX01 Enterprise from. That was one of the pictures yeah. right from Beyond that she's yeah. in wake up, white makeup. I can't figure out who that is. Um, I thought I I mean I know I'm losing my head every once in a while when it comes to certain things but (laughs) her name is Jay Law Jay Law? yeah sounds very familiar yeah and then you have Idris Elba in that movie as Crawl right I think that's really kind of my, my third favorite movie I think that one was kind of weird why? 
Uh, it was. It was very. Oh boy. <laughs> What's your number one? I'm almost afraid to know. The Voyage Home. That uh, wasn't too bad. That was I, the where they picked up the. Um, the humpback whales. The humpback whales, yeah. I liked it because I think it really, um, since we're going to go this way anyway, I liked it because not only the comedy behind it, but it really, again, it focused on what Star Trek was all about. It focused, um, made fun of how racist people are. Like, they Mm -hmm. got Chekhov was instantly Russian and, you know, he was... You know, Going back to the time where we were all looking for Russians. Right, right, right. Um... Although in San Francisco they said nothing about their get-ups, <laughs> they were yeah. in the middle of San Francisco. I can't really blame them, but because <laughs> it's San Francisco, it's San Francisco. <laughs> but, but to me, those outfits were pretty odd for the, even the eighties. Oh yeah, as far back as I can remember, it was the first one I saw in the theaters. Um, one of my first movies I saw in the theaters. I don't know if it was the first one, but it's one of the first ones. Um, it had the nostalgia. It had the Roddenberry's, um, you know, like we got to protect the planet method or message. You know, we're really destroying stuff. Mm-hmm. It goes back to all that kind of stuff yeah. that was relating to the stuff I was learning in school and all that kind of stuff. So I thoroughly enjoyed a lot of the acting. Though was eh, Star Trek acting. It, it was okay. Sci-fi acting yeah, for the time. I, I had to pause it a few times just because it got so cheesy in a second. I was like, oh, man, I forgot all about it. The cringe hurt is real. The cringe factors in it. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think it's just nostalgia that makes that number one realistic. Today, like, it really wouldn't fit in because of how much cringe factor there really mm-hmm. is in a lot of that. Yeah. Even the comedy, the one-liners, they, I mean, they were hilarious, but they're still like cringe factor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of shows like that. I mean, you'll get that from The Office. You'll get that from Parks and Rec. It's there's a lot of stuff even from the past decade that you you can't make anymore. Yeah. It is um, what it is. I then I think it has to go back to the original motion picture for like number four. Okay. Um. Although that's probably the worst acting I've ever seen in any Star Trek movie. Oh yeah. Um, but it's very, it's very Star Trekky. But it's very Star Trekky. It was very hits home. It's very, um, you know, we interacted with space. And now space is interacting with us. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. A message. Again, that a lot of people tend to forget. Like every time when we go out and we do something. We don't know who's watching us. Yeah. Type of thing. Or what's going on, or we launch our space junk out there and we never know who's gonna gonna find it. And so in three hundred years Voyager would not get very far. I don't even think it'll get to the nearest star system in three hundred years. It's only four light years away, but it's yeah. it's you it's know, got a long way to go. Got a long way to go, and it's not very fast. Voyager 2 was a little bit faster, because it got a little bit higher boost. It's, uh, I don't know if it's caught up to Voyager 1 yet, but it's supposed to catch up to Voyager 1 and pass Voyager 1 at some point in time. 
because it got a bigger gravity boost. Yeah. Um, and the way it was doing stuff. Someday it'll get out there. Number four for you? Oh, geez. I would probably have to go with um, probably Wrath of Khan. All right. It's got um, the big baddie back from the original series. and He looks a little bit different in this one than from the original series. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little <laughs> Whenever, whenever they bring someone back, they always tweak it a little bit. A little bit. That one wasn't a little bit. It was tweaked quite a bit. Um, which you know, not a horrible thing. In some it places. wasn't a horrible thing, and I and I found that one very enjoyable. I think that is the the, the top, the last one in my top five. Yeah, I think for me. What's the last one in your top five? Oh, jeez, last one of my top five. I'm going to have to go with probably... I I would say probably Into Darkness, even though it was a rip of... You really liked Into Darkness that much? I think it had a solid story. It had... Um, this was the last movie with Leonard Nimoy and Spock. Right. Um... I like how it kind of brought all of that back around, and even though it did rip a lot from the original Wrath of Khan, it's it's still a little bit different. It was modernized a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, Khan was played by Cumberbatch, so, and I thought that was a really well done by. By him, yeah, and he wasn't even the—he wasn't even the only supervillain in this one. No, he wasn't. It was Admiral Marcus. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> Yay, he Peter Weller. Right. Um, but you're right. I think it was a very enjoyable show. Um, very enjoyable movie. I liked it a lot. What's your worst Star Trek movie? What's the worst one they made? Mm. It's tough. Um, it's definitely going to be an original, the original series, the first six. Well, one of the first six. So, Undiscovered Country, uh, what's the Genesis one again? Um, Genesis was, I believe, Search for Spock. No, yeah. no. Yeah, it was Search for Search Spock. Search for Spock. It was kind of both, because the Genesis device was split was after the first time too so great um see I also like Search for Spock because they hijacked the Enterprise they stole it for one last go around go around yeah Yeah. and I mean it it was part of a trilogy they had you had Wrath of Khan you had the Search for Spock and then the Journey Home it was all one story based over three movies right three separate stories but almost the same thing I would, I'd have to say probably Undiscovered Countries Undiscovered Countries I what's the one between Undiscovered Country because that's in which way that's number six right yes what's the one before that one? Final Frontier what was Final Frontier about again remind me um, I think Final Frontier may be the worst one that was the one where Spock's long-lost half-brother tried to go to the center of the, the galaxy in search of God. 
Yes. Also pretty bad. That one, I think, is the worst one. Yeah. That was Undiscovered Country was also pretty bad. And I'm like, I can't believe I haven't seen track in like 15 years, frantically, and these are the, the two movies I get. Yeah. Probably a good reason why they stopped making those movies and they moved on to the next generation. Yeah. At some point... Well, I didn't mind Generations too much. I thought Generations was okay. The, the time wave thingy, whatever. Yeah, they killed I mean, off it was Kirk. all right. Um, it killed off Kirk finally. And, I think they kind of had to do that. Yeah, because otherwise he wasn't even... I mean, William Shatner's still going on. I just saw him at Comic-Con this year. And I, I see 90. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have it up on your wall. Yeah, he's... <laughs> 92 years old in that photo, and he doesn't yeah. really look it at all. No. No, I'd give him I 70s. Mean, I'd give him, yeah, late 60s, early 70s, somewhere around in there. Yeah. But yeah, he, he definitely doesn't look it. And, uh... Did you know William Shatner can't do the... The, the Spock hands? The Spock hands. You know no, who I did can't, not. Who also can't do it? Who? Zachary Quinto. <laughs> had to glue his fingers together to do... To the <laughs> yeah, he's um, uh, he's one of the few who cannot do it. Um, uh, I think as kids, like as kids, either. we we did a lot to, to try to do that. I mean, I can practice. So yeah, you know, that's what I I did a lot too. Yeah. Um, Cromwell, when at the end of First Contact, uh, the um, the Vulcans come down to meet him. First Contact. And, Know, live long and prosper. He, he can't do it, so he just shakes his hand. That is another famous. actor from from Star Trek who just cannot do it. It's it's muscles. I I know it's muscles, but I mean I don't I don't see how you couldn't just learn to do that fairly quickly. I don't I don't know. Given like a year, you can probably figure it out. Hey, right. maybe not. I mean, at some point in time, I get it. But. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you built different. Um, what do you think of Star Trek movies overall? I I watched First Contact last night with my wife. Um, oh, how could she take it? She thinks they're very corny. They're what? Corny. They are a little corny. Star Trek in general, I think, was made to be. A little bit. I mean, not Orville corny, at least the first Orville couple of seasons of or- Orville. Yeah. But, um, Orville got a little more serious. They did in season three, and I have not had a chance to really watch most of season three yet. I like season the first three. Episode. A lot of people are loving season three. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. Um, it, it's not that I won't. It's just that I just haven't really had a chance yet. Yeah. Me too. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of the Star Trek stuff. But, uh, or She-Hulk or any of the other Marvel shows. I've seen the first two of She-Hulk. I really sort of enjoy She-Hulk. I think they did a little disservice to She-Hulk from the comics. I think they did a little uh, disservice to the act, the female actors a little bit in it, too. Or I don't know. Like, I 
all for a sexy female and all that kind of stuff, but I think there was their chance to portray women as strong as well, and they really messed up on that. Marvel in general, I think, doesn't do well with TV shows as much as DC does. The Arrowverse on um, CW, I think, is a great series of TV shows, and they tie it together very well. Right. They can't make a movie to save their life, but but Marvel movies Marvel are pretty movies decent. are really great, and they can't make a TV show, show to save, to save their, life, their ass. So. Yeah, I know because I've yeah. watched a lot of the TV shows. And again, She Hulk isn't too bad. It's just I don't. It's the same thing with like Obi Wan. I, I I can't finish the last episode of Obi Wan. I started it like three times, and just because I forget where I was at, and like it gets to that point where I'm just like. You have to sit down and just watch. And, and I have to force myself to watch it because it just doesn't match the way I pictured it in my head is a large part of where my hang-up is. Um, where certain things like The Expanse, which usually sci-fi can't put together a fucking decent sci-fi show, the sci-fi channel itself really can't do TV shows all that well. Like, they do all right. You know, they, they match up and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But The Expanse, they did so well with The Expanse. I thought I was watching a movie that was just cut up over the ten episodes well, uh, the has, first time. I think it has a lot to do with who you get to make the show. <laughs> it probably does, and editing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what you're willing to do or not willing to do with certain things. And, like, I just rewatched four. And they upgraded all the into high def and all that kind of stuff on Paramount Plus. Bad idea by Paramount Plus because you <laughs> can see the visual effects of how they yeah. adjusted the alien probe and how it comes in through space. And you can literally see the sheet in the background. You can literally see certain things in the background and tell that they're using canned footage for the whales when they did exactly. the, the shots and everything else. And like, ugh. Yeah, it it drives me nuts. Like when I sat in the theater, it didn't look that bad because it was made to be that. It was made that way because they knew that the way the definition was, you wouldn't be able to tell. You wouldn't be able to tell at that time. Yeah, right. Once we went to higher definition stuff, you could see all that stuff, which makes it harder to do some of the sci-fi stuff that they would do in the background. But even then, like we don't see a lot of shows that even take the chance with even putting out like a slightly less realistic looking or something just to try to put out something that fits with the stories yeah um and that's why the expanse because it was written mostly with today's science and everything else it was really easy for sci-fi to put together and the story itself was really well done so really easy to put into stuff they just had to find the right actors which I think they did and the right director and like you said editors to make yeah. it just all going that wasn't exactly like the book not exactly but it was pretty damn close yeah you know it's so it was exactly what I was picturing in my yeah. head it, I think that there's a lot of production arenas out there that like to go back and fix things. And you're not fixing oh, they it. ruined Star Wars. Star Wars. 
every time they released a new something with Star Wars, the original it trilogy, a little bit. Yeah. Well, CGI is great and all, but don't use it as a crutch. Yeah, and that's what they were doing. I mean, like, some changes I always really thought good. like Mos Eisley was a desolate place and yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. I think the first episode showed that. That was the whole purpose of that. Yeah. Once they started CGIing things back into there, I'm like, what is this? Isn't the place? This isn't out in the middle of nowhere. It's a yeah. busy freaking spaceport. Wait, super busy. It's not out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Um, although there are some things where they do that the right way, like when they, um, when you first see the Emperor in uh, the um, episode five, All right? The old version of that. Looked like a Halloween mask on steroids. And it really was a Halloween version, mask on steroids, and they yeah. did better with. Yeah, don't blame me. Like, it's, yeah, you, they, you, they've done some things great, other things leave it alone. Yeah, so, that's the best you could do for it. Yeah, pretty much, and and just leave it alone. Let the story tell you. You know, tell what it's yeah. supposed to do there. So People, what you can't do that, and that's what drives me nuts. Is nobody's willing to take those chances like they used to take. Yeah. People know that the movie was made 40, 50 years ago. So when do you want to come back on? Because I want to do still a another Star Trek one where we talk about Star Trek fiction that became science fact. Science fiction and science facts. I, uh, I really think yeah. Star Trek is one of the few things where so many people watch it and affect affected so much stuff that we're doing so much stuff that we try to do was all based from track tech it wasn't all but most of it was based from track tech yeah um I don't know when I'm available next we're gonna have to figure that out but um soon yeah Yeah. whenever you want I guess I will set it up alright guys um we're starting to get a little meandering here so I'm gonna call it um, thanks again for our listening. Uh, keep an eye out for the show. I know I haven't been as consistent lately with putting it out. I'll work on it somewhat. We'll see. It's, it's getting into the fall. It's a little easier for me to schedule a few things. I don't have as much activity going on during the summer where a whole weekend is filled up and I don't really get a chance to do things on my weekend as much as I would like to. So, uh, keep watching. Let me know how I'm doing. Um, <laughs> Let people around the show if you run into them know how they're doing. I still still tickles me that uh, Dave, um, and again, I don't talk about what I do at the job, but coworkers will listen to the show, and I appreciate all the coworkers that listen to the show. Um, we're cr- congratulating Dave and saying how much they like to hear him on my show and how much of an asset he is. And um, he was taken aback. He wasn't even sure how to act. On that kind of stuff, it threw him for a loop, and I appreciate that. Um, again, let Joe know how he's doing on the show as well. If you see him at work, um, or if you see him out and around town, let us know. Uh, every once in a while, you'll see me wearing my shirt, or you'll see me wearing the anime made me do it shirt that uh, another podcast that my friends are on. Uh, hopefully, they'll invite me back on there soon. We'll see what happens. All right, guys, take it easy. Bye.